0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basilli. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, many of you have asked us uh, how we can... Uh, uh, how you can connect with us. And let me just give you a couple of ways, especially even during the show. Uh, what you can do is you can go to drpatlive.com, uh, or the drpatshow.com. It'll get you to the same place. And on the right hand side, you can ask us a question. There's a place there. All you need to do is just type in your information, type in your question, and there it is. And so we have got that opportunity for you. You can also do the same thing at TransformationTalkRadio.com uh, or we'll give the call-in number later on during the show. A great show for everybody today. I got lots of questions. Lots of questions. Um and I, I had the pleasure of reading a, a fascinating book, and I've got an amazing Series of questions. Uh, Stephen Petro is joining us here today. He is the author of the Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners, uh, uh, the definitive guide to LGBT life. So today we're going to talk about everything from coming out uh, to going inside to figuring out when to invite your new partner to an event that your ex partner is out and much more. There's so much that uh, that Stephen has covered in this book. It is informative and it is ex- just absolutely fun. I'm so glad he can join me here today uh, as somebody that has been part of educating and informing all of us about something that very few people actually talk about. Gay and lesbian manners. And so today you're going to have an opportunity to ask questions through our instant feedback message or call into the show. And you'll hear about that in a minute. Uh, and I all, I already have questions to fire away at Stephen from people that knew this, this show was coming, but just a little information that you might want to know about him. You know, he is, um, somebody that has been prominent In the National Lesbian and Gay Movement, he's a former president of the National Lesbian Gay Journalists Association, His previous books include Dancing Against the Darkness When Someone You Know Has AIDS, and for many of us, that is just about, uh, um, it used to be a a possibility, it is a probability. Uh, The Essential Book of Gay Matters and Etiquette and The Lost Hamptons, but joining me here today you know, he is someone that has wrote many, many articles, has been out in the world, has been able to see what it means to have confidence and self-esteem, uh, regardless of what age you are, what time in your life you come out, and much more. He's joining us here today so that we can talk about manners. Stephen, thank you so much. It's great to have you on the show.
2: Oh, I'm so pleased to be with you today. Thank you.
1: Okay, so, uh, you know, when we look at a book like this, right? Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners, right? This is an incredible guide, right? Mm-hmm. Many people would think, right, this is going to come out. It's going to be like 120 pages, and, you know, we're going to have sort of this list of things. But you take us on a very different journey in this book, and it is so comprehensive. Uh, did you leave anything out?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, for. If you've seen the book, you know that it's a 400-page tome. But, um, <laughs> and I think a lot of times when people think about manners, they think that it's going to be about monograms and, you know, where to uh, put your fish fork. But really, this is this is a t- completely different kind of book. And you know, part of it is for um, for gay people who are facing all these new situations in the 21st century and things like, you know, Coming out and coming out in various scenarios. Sometimes to um, accepting parents, sometimes to those who don't. Sometimes um, coming out to your kids as an, as an adult. Um, you know, then they're um, now they're in New York and elsewhere. All these same-sex weddings and partnership ceremonies happening, and um, you know, there's so much to um, to try to figure out in 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 making those ceremonies joyful and respectful and and individual and. And then, um, you know, then for LGBT people also, how to deal with um, anti-gay slurs. So there's that's kind of the, you know, the big picture that I talk about in terms of manners, which is really about, you know, how we relate to each other. And, mm-hmm. and then the other half of the book is for our straight friends, and, you know, they're getting invited to our weddings, they have coworkers uh, who are coming out in the office, they are meeting families with two moms and two dads that have kids, and they're completely confused also, and. There really isn't a guidebook um, until now to um, to go to to sort of understand what's the right respectful way to handle these situations. So that's that's why I wrote the book.
1: I love that you wrote the book, and it is. And I said it is fun, but it is very informative. Um, and there are a lot of things in here that m- many people or many m- many of us don't even think about, really, Stephen. I mean, but yet we're faced with them every day. And and I ask you a question. You know, before we were coming on. Um, the show because some people think this question is very unique to the gay and lesbian community. Other people think that this is a question that happens across gay and lesbian communities, heterosexual communities and alike. And it is this idea of how we build community and how close we are as a group, for example. And so I ask you the question, uh, we were having this little debate over the weekend about this from your book, and we said, you know, when is it the right time to introduce your new partner to your group of friends uh, of which your former partner is part of? And I don't know, is that a question that is more directed towards the gay and lesbian community? Or, or is that a general question? Do you think that situation shows up more in the gay and lesb- lesbian community?
2: Well, I think that's a really, I think that's a really interesting question in, in a variety of ways. And uh, let me let me sort of back around into it since um, sure. we have a little bit of time here. But the second chapter in the book, after the coming out chapter and how to do that, is about making friends um, and maintaining our friendships in the um, LGBT community and. The reason that chapter is actually so important, and and really was important to me, is because of really the importance of um, our friendships, you know, in the gay and lesbian world. And you know, I love what um, Armistead Maupin wrote, you know, years ago about families. And he said, you know, there are two kind of families. There are the um, there are biologicals, and those are the folks that we're related to by blood. And then there are logicals, who are those that we choose, you know, to be friends with. And you know, for many in the gay community, our logical families, which are our friends generally, you know they are, they are so crucial in supporting us and you know and staying with us over time. so so you know that's just to make the point that I think sometimes you know uh, friendship networks are you know more important um, you know to gay folks. and so um, then when you get to the question that you're asking about, you know I've seen that situation a number of times and because there's often this propensity to stay linked and to stay, you know, in the same sort of web of friends, even after you break up with someone, um, uh, you know, it gets, it can get very tricky, and um, you know, it can be, it can be painful. And I, you know, I know friends in, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and you know, it's a wide lesbian network, and you know, for decades they've been friends and they've dated this way and that way, and um, there are definitely feelings to be you know to not tread on, so um, you know as to precisely when to do this you know I think you want to always try to be respectful of you know uh, your ex's feelings, but it's more important to be respectful of your new partner's feelings and and integrating you know him or her you know into your social environment you know really as soon as as soon as it makes sense for the two of you
1: yeah you pro- you, you probably don't want to bring your new you know your new love interest to your your uh ex's birthday party i mean that may be you know something that you might not want to do right if it's it's very close
2: right and um, (laughs) i'm thinking of of a situation you know where actually um two friends of mine two lesbians they broke up and then person a um met someone new and actually got engaged and is planning to get married and had, had had invited her ex to the to the engagement party and um But then the new partner, the fiancé, really didn't like them. So person B got disinvited at the last minute, which was not good. So, you know, tricky feelings. And, you know, go slowly, I'd say.
1: Well, let's take everybody on a journey because that's what you actually do in in the book. I mean, the journey that that I love is uh, how you weave us through uh, friendships, how you weave us through being gay in the workplace, how you weave us through, you know, what's going now, on now in our society in terms of gay marriage, uh, gay partnership, all the language around this. And yet, even in the, the, the people that I know, you know, I live in Seattle, even the people that I know, <clears throat> heterosexual or otherwise, they don't know what to call each other. And and heterosexual friends don't know what to call them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a commitment ceremony, are you married? Is it your partner? Is it your spouse? Um, I have a friend that says, "My lovely wife." And so <laughs> you could see what
2: what well, folks I'll, I'll, might
1: be wondering.
2: I'll tell you, Pat. That's actually the number one question I've gotten while I've been on book tour. It's been it's been really fascinating to see the befuddlement around that, and you know, in it's in part because there is no sort of uniform way for uh, gay and lesbian couples to refer to each other, and in part that's because there's no uniform legal basis. You know, in this country, we have six states now that uh, where same-sex marriage is legal, and we have 44 states where uh, there may be domestic partnerships or civil unions or nothing. So um, you're right, you know, gay men will refer to each other as partner, lover, life partner, husband, boyfriend, and... You know the straight people that I know they want to they want to do the right thing and so they really want to know you know what's the answer and uh, so I say you know the best thing to do is to listen you know, to listen to how, how a couple speaks about each other and um, I'll just tell you a little story that when my um, partner and I moved to Chapel Hill from San Francisco about five years ago we had a lot of new neighbors and they knew you know that we were affiliated you know in some way we had bought a house and uh, you know we had two dogs together but they didn't know how to refer to us, and so in the very beginning, these very nice well intentioned people would you know say to me and start to you know start to stumble and stammer and you know how is your how is your roommate and then it was sort of how is your friend and but over time they heard Jim and me referring to each other as partner and they just kind of picked it up and now they you know they know they know that phrase, and similarly we have some lesbian friends down the street and they got married in Massachusetts um, several years ago and they have always referred to each other as wife and wife and, you know, and our well-intentioned neighbors pick up, uh, you know, have picked up that and, you know, use that language too. So, you know, unfortunately there's not one, you know, one size, one word fits all type of situation, but it's really important to listen. And this is actually a really good example also of when it's fine to ask a question, you know, how would you like me to introduce the two of you? That's a great respectful question. And, Hopefully the two people in the partnership will have the same answer for you
1: Wow yeah I love yeah. that answer because that I think is what's you know what people are finding out uh, in you know in the community more and more we have a great show everybody Stephen Petro is joining us here today complete gay and lesbian manners guide the definitive guide to LGBT life when we come back we're going to be talking about coming out and what are the challenges for our young people you know have things changed or better yet let me say how have things changed in the past 10 years what are some of the support systems what should we know and that dreaded online dating service stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pad show
3: What if your best friend could take a peek into the future? Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, The Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. A- every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off-limits. It's The Dougal Fraser Show. Are you feeling stuck in a dead-end job, an unhappy relationship, or struggling with your help? Would you like to thrive in all areas of your life? Tricia Moore can help you find the answers you're looking for. A gifted, intuitive consultant, Tricia will help you find your passion and gain confidence to move ahead at record speed. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation. Call 206-618-8601 and visit TriciaMoore.com. Move into action, one intuitive step at a time
0: zo 88 Zeolite, the natural and effective way to detox radiation, heavy metals, toxins, and pollutants from your body. High levels from Japan have reached the U.S. Remove these contaminants easily and safely by using zo 88 Zeolite pure powder form. Order now and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com.
3: Dr. Cindy Schreiber cares about what you think of yourself. Dr. Cindy has helped thousands safely lose weight and will be leading a weight loss retreat in Costa Rica this July 16th. You will gently detox, eat clean, and finally stop emotional eating, utilizing Ayurvedic products for maximum health. It's possible to relax and release old behaviors and finally get that body you deserve. In this five-star paradise setting, contact yourtransformations.com or call 916
1: Transformation talk radio dot transformation talk transforming the world one listener at a time.
3: We all want deeper, more intimate relationships. But how do we create successful relationships and maintain strong connections? Peter Kane has some real answers. Author of The Monogamy Challenge Creating and Keeping Intimacy, Peter is one of the original breathworkers and relationship trainers with over 30 years' experience. Breathe, relax, or create intimacy and keep it thriving. Visit peterkane.org or contact Peter Kane at 425
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And we are taking your calls during the show. So please feel free to call in. And also, um, boy, I'm getting some instant feedback questions that are coming in here and they're really great. So thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Stephen Petro is joining us here today. Um, Stephen, before we go on, let's give out a website for folks so they can find out more about you, more about the book.
2: Sure. Um, I can be found on the web at GayManners.com and at Facebook.com slash GayManners. And you can follow me on Twitter at GayManners, too. So gaymanners 24/7, And uh, I love getting personal questions and answering them on the website. So um, feel free to write me.
1: Oh, I love that. Um, I want to just start out with this question, which is, and, and this is regarding your book, um, because you capture so much in this what do you see have uh, what have you seen or what have you discovered um about the kinds of things that have changed pretty significantly in the past 10 years you know and how they affect you know what you're calling uh gay and lesbian manners
2: mm-hmm. uh, that's a, that's another great question you mentioned at the at the top of the program i had done this book and it was actually about 15 years ago called the essential book of gay manners and etiquette and it was a small, kind of um, uh, uh, very um, fun little book for for gay men. But um, you know, what I, when I thought back on that book, fifteen years ago, but it's almost like it's fifteen hundred years ago because nineteen ninety five. Think about it. That was really before that was before Ellen had even come out. That was before there was significant online dating. Um, Don't Ask Don't tell hadn't even started and right. hadn't, there hadn't even been uh, one legal same-sex wedding in, in this country then so you know if kind of fast forward to 2010 2011 and you know the world is a is a different place you know by and large it is a better place for for gays and lesbians but you know there's still some you know some real significant challenges in terms of inequality and um, and Anti-gay violence and and abuse that um, you know that really detract from the overall you know the overall landscape.
1: Well, and and let's talk about our young people. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Uh, and maybe the question should have been five years ago because things have changed so drastically. I think in ten years, period, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in the workplace, in the military. I mean, you name it. Um, but also, I, I'm so struck by you know, our young community. Someone said, made a comment the other day, um, uh, you know, I, we were talking on air, and they said, oh, you know, it's become really fashionable to be gay. And I just thought that has to come from a heterosexual person, um, although it sounded like a true statement, but it was kind of said that in a way, uh, Stephen, where, oh, because it's fashionable, there isn't any struggle along that goes along with that. And I want to really address this issue um, and especially from your book, mm-hmm. there are challenges now, just as there were five years ago. And if it has become "quote" fashionable, has that made it any more difficult for the gay and lesbian population, or has it made it easier?
2: Well, that's a really curious statement that it's become fashionable. Because well, I thought it a, was
1: too <laughs> that almost
2: really that almost implies that it's a choice, you know, and you know, one can choose an accessory. And, you know, today's accessory of choice is being gay. So that sounds to me wrong. Um, you know, certainly there are more and more people and more and more young people who are choosing to be out, um, but um, it's not because they're choosing a sexual orientation. Uh, you know, as to the, to the nut of the question, you know, by far, you know, for this generation of young people, it is easier to, to be gay in, in this society than it was 20 or, you know, 30 years ago. There's, there's no question about that. You know, um, you know, people in my generation we came of age when the American Psychiatric Association still said that being gay was a mental disorder. And, you know, that, that really, you know, had a, had a heavy impact on the culture. And, you know, even newspapers like the New York Times up until the mid-'70s referred to gay people as perverts in print, you know. So, um, you know, certainly there's been a huge evolution of the legal structure and and our culture, but, you know, that being said, there's still a huge number of people who struggle with their sexual orientation and their gender identity, and the whole gender identity question is really sort of a new one in, 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 in our parlance these days. It wasn't really talked about nearly as much before, and... You know they don't compare. You know their coming out experience to anyone else's. They're in their own experience, and for many, it's still hard. And I've been on this book tour, and I've had a number of young people say, you know, they've come out as teenagers or or tweens even, you know, and their families have rejected them. They haven't had relationships with their with their siblings or parents, for, you know, for a long time, and you know it's very painful to hear, you know, these wonderful young people talk about getting that same kind of um, you know, response as, as, as many others have. And um, you know, part of what I talk about in the book is really, you know, the importance of feeling respect for yourself and, you know, and, and developing, developing self-esteem so that when you do start to tell, you know, your best friend or teacher or parent that you feel good about who you are and that you have that support network in, in your friends and friendship, friendships so that, uh, you know, the, judgment or verdict that comes from others is not as powerful or as stinging as as it might be if it is negative. And I also hope that, you know, those straight people who are hearing this will treat those who come out to them with respect Mm -hmm. and realize that for, especially for a young person to share this information, there's a lot of trust involved and they are saying to you, I want you to know more about me. And that's. Those are both wonderful uh, attributes, and to treat someone with respect doesn't mean you have to necessarily agree that being gay is, you know, the best thing since sliced bread or, or whatever, but, um, you know, it does, mean, it does mean, you know, value that person, value this conversation and use it as an opportunity to explore and get to know each other, you know, in a deeper way, and, um, you know, if there's one thread in the entire book, it is about Respect in all of our relationships, and that uh, manners, really gay or straight, you know, are about you know self-respect and and respecting others who are different from us.
1: And isn't it also true, Stephen, um, to understand what that really means? Uh, You know, I I I have a question that's come in to the show, uh, and um, and let me just read it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, Dr. Pat. Hi, hi, Stephen. Um, I am not gay, but, you know, I lost a gay friend of mine the, you know, uh, several months ago because I unknowingly outed her. Mm-hmm. And all I did, all I did was introduce my friend to my friends and pointed out that she was gay.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. all, uh, that's,
1: and,
2: all, that's all that she did.
1: <laughs> uh, and I, and I'm saying, you know what, honey, please. Don't beat yourself up. You are one of many. But let's talk about that, Stephen.
2: Yes. So that's a, that's a really important question. And you know, if there is a rule about this, and there is, it's don't you know don't out anybody. Um, and it sounds like this was a completely um, you know um, well intentioned person who yes. you know made a faux pas of sorts. But um, but still, I think you know. Straight folks, especially, and also gay folks, need to know this. You know, don't out your friends, don't out your coworkers. You know, coming out is a personal decision at a time that you're ready, that you're trusting, that, um, and also when you know who you are. And um, you know, just going back to some of the young people, many of them are what what others have said are they post label, which means you know they're not gay, they're not bi, you know, they're not straight. They just um, they have same sex relationships um or they have opposite sex relationships but they don't want to they don't want to be known known by a label and so you know it's hard to come out actually then if you don't have um something to come out you know and say so um you know I can see why this friendship was lost you know it's unfortunate and you know I always encourage people who may you know who make mistakes and believe me I make mistakes and I'm sure you've made mistakes yeah. Dr. Pad you know we all make mistakes and it's really important to apologize and say I'm sorry you know yeah. and you know, for many that is those are very difficult words to say, but uh you know, I think that can go a long way and you know, there's you know, we all have learning and I, I will say, um, you know, one of one of the mistakes that I made not that long ago was I had a lesbian friend and we were we were friends and she was completely out and she had a um, partner and kids, but then we were working together and I actually didn't know that she was not out professionally and I referred to her partner and um, that was a mistake on my part. And um She still talks to me after being angry with me, and, you know, I really apologize. And I learned that lesson, you know. know, Everyone has their own level of outness, and let them be the decider of when they choose to be out.
1: Yes, and I want to just say to you, Jill, um, get a copy of the Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners book that I have right in my hand here, because, uh, you know, the, there are so many things that are covered in there. And I love the idea, Stephen, of going back and apologizing, but also to go back and say, you know what, I am going to, your friendship means a lot to me, and I'm going to get more educated about this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it, it's also interesting, because this, this question comes up a good bit, and I think a lot of straight people, when they when they do something like this, you know, they're trying to you know they're trying to make a connection between people, but you would never say, oh, you know, this is my friend, you know, Mary, you know, she's a Jew or she's a Muslim or you know, she's, you know, she's this or that. You know, you might talk about what they do for work, you know, where someone's from to make connections, but you know, religion, sexual identity, they'll come in in their own due time.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, we are going to take a short break when we come back. Stephen Petro are joining me here today. We're going to talk about, you know, what this journey is like, beginning with online dating right up to that thing that we're now hearing is a commitment ceremony or is it not? And what does all <laughs> of that means? And, you know, the question that comes up more often than not, and actually I just got it on instant feedback, is this. Are the kids really all right? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show. Hey, Mary, I haven't seen
0: you in so long. You look so different. What happened to your glasses? Did you have surgery? Whoa, I never noticed how blue your eyes are.
3: No, I didn't have surgery, and I don't have to wear glasses anymore. I searched the Internet, and I found a website. It's called bettereyesightnow.com. It is the best thing I have ever done. There's a program called Regaining Your Vision Naturally. And, oh, by the way, it helps reduce stress. You should check it out. And you might be able to get rid of your glasses. Go to bettereyesightnow.com
2: the In Search of the Miraculous three-day workshop at the Omega Institute from July 29th to the 31st can change your life. Learn how to identify and erase your unconscious programs. Experience the quick and profound results of the revolutionary self-healing Dalian Method and fast-forward your healing journey into consciousness with direct individual guidance from MADA. To register for this life-changing workshop with Eliza Mata Dalian at the Omega Institute, visit the calendar of events at DallianMethod.com.
3: 8 out of 10 people suffer from chronic lower back pain. Are you one of them? Finally, a simple, inexpensive way you can stop the pain at home. It's called the VacuPractor. The VacuPractor's unique patented method uses vacuum pressure and leverage targeting only the lumbar region. You'll get guaranteed results or your money back. And it's far less than a trip to the doctor's office. Finally, a back pain treatment that works.
0: For more information about the VacuPractor or to order yours, call 800-676-9320 or visit VacuPractor.com.
2: Hi, I'm Paul Bland. Did you know there is only one truly perfect food protein produced by nature? It can bring dramatic results to your health, your appearance, and overall performance. Introducing Action Whey. No other protein supplement on the market has been able to achieve the incredible health benefits of Action Whey while still achieving a taste that is better than a malt shop shake. Action Whey, for the way nature
3: intended. Visit seaandearth.com. That's sea Earth.com for more information. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behavior, Behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. I will be your wellness coach to help you achieve a wellness lifestyle. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at MaryJaneMack.com.
1: Welcome back everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We're going to get all of your questions up here. Thank you all so much. Stephen Petro is joining me here today. Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners. It's a fabulous, fabulous book. It's a definitive guide to LGBT life. There's everything in here. Coming out, uh, sex, dating, on the job. What do you do in relationships? Tying the knot. What does that mean? How about the family? And we we are so so moving into a time right now where there are so there are more questions than answers. And the book, your book, Stephen, is so timely um, right now. Everything from online dating right through getting married. And um, I wanted to ask you, you know, mm-hmm. where are people uh, really focusing? What seems to be, you know, the top three or five let's just say items on people's minds what do they want what do they want answers to mostly
2: i'll tell you um you know we we talked about um sort of one of the specific questions which is what do you call the significant other of, yep. uh, you know of a gay friend but um there's really been a lot of interest in how to handle anti-gay slurs and even sort of the overuse of that phrase that's so gay you know which is which is used by a lot of young people now just to mean stupid or dumb and kind of just associates the word gay with that. And, um, you know, I really like to um, tell the story about my dad, who's now now over 80, and he he worked at NYU in New York in a very liberal community, and about uh, 10 or so years ago, one of his friends made an anti-gay joke in front of, you know, probably eight or nine other folks. And, you know, there was sort of that... Paul, that silence, you know, nobody nobody really thought it was funny, but, you know, they didn't know what to do, and you don't want to make someone uncomfortable, even though someone had just made all of them uncomfortable. And my dad said, you know, I find that offensive. And that's all he said, and he didn't say, you know, I have a gay son and I have a gay daughter, he didn't bring us in. But he just said, that's not funny. And I think it's really important for all of us when we hear an anti-anything remark, gay, African-American, whatever, Muslim, that we speak up because those who are saying these quote jokes will take silence as agreement and um... you know we're not agreeing and what happens is then they kind of build on this and they get stronger and that's how you that's how you wind up with with bullying and and, and other things. so you know this is you know it's a touchy thing because it's difficult for for many of us to say that's not funny or you know that offends me but you know you'd be making everyone else who's heard this joke or this comment feel a lot more comfortable that that you did speak up on behalf of them. So that's been you know that's been a really big big concern. And um, you know, particularly with you know the bullying that's gone on you know, very publicly in the last year and then the suicides oh yeah. Last fall, you know, because there are a number of studies that show that anti gay language leads to anti gay violence. There's direct correlation and um, that's what's so scary. So um Better to speak up, you know, when it's words than something else.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the other part of the conversation is, you know, really when we're looking at um, our, uh, uh, you know, just understanding how it feels to be on the receiving end of it, and and it is, um, you know, when you look at other communities, they're really clear. They're they're like, do not call me that. Do not call me that. And do not call me that and even in public or in the workplace you know there are some serious consequences not so much uh around what you're talking about uh offensive slurs or or language you know we hear it in rap songs we hear it you know what i'm saying uh, yeah. and and it does it does take its toll so this is really an education process right
2: it is and you know it's not as though you need to you know humiliate someone or you know get angry in fact those are those are really um, not helpful but um, you know we've seen it on the basketball court with Kobe Bryant using you know the word faG and you know and others and you know, those have become very um, important teachable moments because you know in that particular case the NBA you know wound up doing some public service announcements why language matters why using that word is offensive and um, you know and Bryant was was fined and apologized and you know I think you know, People started to understand, you know, how hurtful that language
1: is. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 this is really, you know, part of what you you're you know you're out on the road. You're talking about your book. Um, in the scheme of things, you know, we're fast-forwarding now to the present time, and so much has changed. For example, for all of us, the notion of online dating, for example has really come to the forefront. Um, These days, it's really interesting to hear how many of my friends, whether they are gay or how do... It doesn't matter. Online, if you're not familiar with online dating, you better get familiar. Uh, Tell me about this. You know, is this something that is working well, in your opinion, and what should we know about it?
2: Well, you know, the book really covers... Online dating with the internet services, but also with the new downloadable apps. Um, Grinder and Boy Ahoy are two of the ones for um, gay folks. Scout with a K is um, one for straight folks, and you know those you put on your iPhone or your smartphone, and you can locate people, you know, you know, within a mile of you, and you know, and hook up, you know, practically in seconds. And um, so there's you know there're a lot of um, a lot of twists and a lot of. Um, you know things to worry about also when you're doing you know, doing this kind of kind of dating, and um, you know part of it starts with how do you present yourself. And you know I've had people ask me. A fellow came up in San Francisco and he said, "Well, how much can I lie?" You know in my in my profile. <laughs> and and I said, "Well, how much do you want to lie?" And he said, "Well, I'm 51, but I've been putting 38, and I get a lot of really good responses." But then I have a problem telling them how old I really am, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly the problem. You know, you don't want to you don't want to put things in your profile that you're going to have to explain as soon as you meet somebody. You know, why you're shorter, why you're older, why you're heavier. Than, um you know, then you've said, and so you know, truth is a really good basis for a relationship, no matter what that kind of relationship is. And um, so you know, that's number one. You know, number two is that you know, these services have. To a large extent, um, they are taking the place of other venues for meeting people, and in some ways, they're really great because you can self-select the type of people that you might be interested in. That might you know, have to do with, you know, with age or with looks, or sometimes with HIV status. Sometimes people who are HIV positive only want to date those who are um, or zero positive, also, or vice versa. And um, so you can you can sort of take a number of steps before you actually meet someone that. To help find someone who you know meets the criteria that, that you know you've designated for yourself, although I always like to say to people, you know, try to be open to things that you don't think you'll be you'll be attracted to. You know, there's a little bit of um, you know mystery in life that uh, that should be enjoyed. And um, I think the other way technology you know plays into this is the whole Googling before a date, and that has gotten really complicated because I can Google someone and probably find out. Everything they Facebooked, all their tweets. Right. they went to school, you know if they, uh, you know if they have a criminal record, and then you know so then I wind up, you know, you know with this all this knowledge, and you know it. In a way, it's good, but in a way, again, it takes away from actually getting to know someone, and uh, that's that's sort of the beauty of, of dating, you know, having that back and forth, and allowing for disclosures, you know, sort of a, a step at a time, and you know, and I always caution people, even if you've read it on Google. It might not be true. You know, you might have the name wrong. There might be misinformation there. So, you know, be careful about that. And it's also really a good idea to Google yourself from time to time if you're dating so that you'll know what others are learning about you. Because believe me, most people when they come to a first date, they have Googled the other person.
1: Well, it's really interesting because a lot of these services and, and you, you know, uh, I, I had some friends that encouraged me to get on Match.com a couple of months ago. And I thought, okay, um, this is really interesting. And one of my friends said to me, do not put your name, take it, get, get you, come up with a username, get your mm-hmm. name off there. And so, okay. I mean, there's so much that goes on with online dating and, 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 you know, then, then of course you put your picture up and so forth. Um, but th- here's the question that has come in that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, this question is from. Julie the question is hey Julie great thank you this is a really cool question hey Dr. Pat hey Stephen here's the question I love the whole on online dating thing this is where I met my current partner uh, we have been dating for about six months and all of a sudden she wants to go to New York to get married
3: mm-hmm.
1: how soon is <laughs> too too soon. You know, is there a rule of? Is there? Oh, okay, this is it. Wow, is there a rule of thumb? I mean, it feels right, but I'm a little scared. And what does that mean? What? What is that? What is going on in New York that I should know about? Oh, wow, this is a lot of information. But do you understand? This is a great question, right?
2: It, it is a great question, and you know, I think one of the questions behind that question is, you know, a lot of people are getting married in New York every every single day now, and you know. People have been waiting a long time for this, but you know, gay couples especially should make sure that marriage is the right thing for their relationship. And you know there may be a number of reasons why it's not. Um, there may be financial reasons, tax reasons, and that's that's one whole set of set of issues. You know, and you may not have both people who actually believe in in marriage, you know, just because we've all been proponents of the right to marry does not mean that we all think that it should be, you know, a requirement. So um, I've I've seen there are a lot of differences in couples around this issue. But, uh, you know, as to when is the right time, you know, this is an age-old dilemma with every couple. And invariably, you know, one in a couple, whether straight or gay, you know, is dancing a little bit faster than the other one, and then it'll probably turn around, and the other one will be dancing. So, this is a really. I think the point here is about, you know, communication. You know, what your feelings are and where you think this relationship is going, and then learning, you know, about the realities of same-sex marriage in New York and what that means for you in terms of finances and, and other legalities. There's some wonderful um, uh, benefits and there's some some uh, negative aspects of that.
1: You know, there. Have, um, this is the next question that comes in, and we're going to skip a break because I've got too many of these questions. Thank you all for sending them in. Um, um, hey, Dr. Pat, question that I have for Stephen. Uh, we've all we have all heard the joke, uh, and it goes something. We've all heard the joke, and it goes something like this: uh, You meet, you greet, you uh, have dinner, and you go get the U-Haul. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) how do you get from the u-haul to uh the 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 altar how do you get from the u-haul to the altar you know do couples see a need to do that and how do you even have that conversation this is a great question because you know what they're asking they're asking does this work the same way i mean uh, do you get down on one knee do you get engaged
2: It is a great question, and couples do—gay couples do—get engaged, and they do exchange rings. And and there's some real differences, also. You know, many couples now who are are planning to get married—they've been together for a while. They've been waiting for New York to allow them to do this, and. So after, after the Marriage Equality Act was passed at the end of June, you know, there are just a lot of conversations over the dinner table. Well honey, now that we can get married, do you want to? And um, or we're washing the dishes after dinner, after dinner, and you know, uh, you know, we can get married in 30 days, how about that? Uh, sort of very just kind of like within the context of, of daily life. And then for sure, you know, others have, um, you know, gone down on bended knee, you know, had wonderful, um, you know, dinners and, and, and pronouncements. So, you know, there are a lot of models for, for gay folks to choose in, in how they go about um, deciding that they, they want to get married. And um, I think that's kind of um, sort of the beauty of this time. You know, we don't really have strong traditions for marriage in, in the gay community. I mean, if you think about some straight folks that I'm sure you know too, and I'm thinking about you know, a friend of mine, she grew up in Kentucky. She knew what dress she was going to get married in. She knew what ring she was going to be wearing. And she knew what church she was going to, uh, you know, have her ceremony in from the time she was a little girl. You know, it all has sort of been set in the family. Well, you know, for gay people, we really don't have those expectations or traditions. So it's new, and we're inventing it right now as we go along, which is both exciting but also what makes for some of the confusion and befuddlement, you know, specifically like questions like this. and you know, Well, who pays for the ring, right? Well, if you decided while washing the dishes to go get married and you want to have a ring, most of those people will go out and buy the rings together and they'll share the cost. But if I'm going to um, present a ring to my sweetie at dinner and ask you know, him to marry me, you know, in that case, you know the ring is on me, and um, and then I'll present it. So different models for different folks.
1: And you covered this really well. And you know, I just want to tell everybody this this topic: weddings and commitment ceremonies are covered extremely well in Stephen uh, Stephen's book. Um, and, and and you know, this and beyond, making your own ceremony, uh, who pays, so forth and so on. Uh, and so it's brilliant the way that you've actually you know, stepped out and and covered it. I wanted to ask you, in your journey, in your research, what surprised you? I mean, I know you've spent an enormous amount of time gathering this information and putting it in the book in a really fun way, Mm -hmm. but what were some of the surprises? Well, one of the
2: surprises, just while we're on the the home marriage topic, um, was the apprehension of straight folks about going to a gay wedding, to their first gay wedding. And I think because it's, you know, it's a new experience and a little bit unknown and unfamiliar, I was really surprised in the interviews that I did and the the people that I met um, about this, you know, about this sort of general anxiety and then the specific questions, you know, as a parent, am I supposed to pay for this wedding? Um, You know, as the mother of two brides, you know, how do I even figure out what I should wear? And for dads, you know... yeah. You know, am I gonna be asked to dance with my son or my son in law, um, you know, at at the reception? And so, um, you know, I, I've gone to great lengths in in the book to um you know, do some hand holding there, you know, and to basically explain yes, there are a lot of um uh superficial differences, you know, vows and, and text and they may be more political right now, but you know, wedding is a wedding and it's about love and commitment and you know the most important thing for a parent to know is um, you know, to support their child, their loved one, and um, you know, if they can afford to contribute, that's great. There's no requirement. There's no requirement for a straight parent to do that anymore either. It's, it's really what you can do and how, and how you can support them in, in one of many ways. But that was a big area that, that actually surprised me by um, how much confusion and, um, and anxiety there was.
1: So do you think that uh, Glee has helped?
2: Oh, my God, uh, edu- yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I mean, um, and I think, I think in so many ways, I think young people watching that, you know, really get to see many of the issues that play out in their own high schools and in their own minds on the TV screen, and and for young gay people, they're validated by seeing themselves, and you know, they're seeing healthy versions of themselves, and you know, and you know, I think parents also find it, you know, really. Um, a powerful show to help them talk with with their young young ones about many of these topics. So, um, you know, plus, you know, how fabulous a show is it? And and then there's the music, right?
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, it's just you know. incredible. Uh, I mean, it's and this is what I was saying earlier when we started the conversation, Stephen. We have come a long way in a short period of time, and you know, many folks um, uh, don't realize how the pop culture has really uh, you know, lifted the veil in so many ways. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we still don't have a long way to go because suicide rates uh, are off the chart. Um, harassment, violence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's still gay bashing is still happening, isn't it?
2: You know, it still is. And, you know, you know I'm here in North Carolina and today um, I understand that um, a, pro- a constitutional amendment to prohibit gay marriage is being introduced in our legislature. You know, and this is after years and years of it not coming to the floor. So, um, you know, there's a lot of negative stuff is still going on. And you know, everyone who's listening to this needs to um, you know find ways to you know, just make for you know more equality, more respect, and 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 you know valuing diversity. Our country is built on diversity.
1: Uh, I have one last question here and I hope we can get it in. It's okay. kind of, it's really long, but I'm going to cut to the chase. Um, uh, there is, you know, there is so much crossover these days. For example, uh, what happens when you find yourself as, y- y- you know, a gay, uh, a person in a conversation with other people, mostly heterosexual, and they're ooing an eye over a same-sex individual? You know, do you consider that sexist? Do you consider that harassment? You know, do, what what is that? Is it, you know, is it something that we should be educated about?
2: I I I would see that just based on what you said, Pat, as as you know, as a compliment and as a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right? That um, you know, is it Adam Lambert or um, you know, uh, any number of, of Neil Patrick Harris? I think you know, there's so many you know, prominent people who are out now, it's taken them, you know, it's been really important for them to come out and challenging for them. And I think they're great role models. And if straight people are looking up to them, you know, uh, two snaps to them.
1: Yeah. And I think really the guideline, and I just want to say this, you know, having worked in HR for a really long time, there's a point in time where you know you've crossed the line
3: in any language. It
1: doesn't matter who you, Yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're gay or heterosexual or not right absolutely you know there is that point in time um, I, you know I want to thank you so much for joining me here today let's just take a minute and give out your website again and then what I would love to, to know I would love to know your personal message for our listeners today and thank you all for tuning us in and shooting these questions to us
2: well thank you thank you again Pat and yes folks can find me on the web at gaymanners.com or on Facebook at Gay Manners, and follow me on Twitter at Gay Manners. um and, um, you know, I just want to say that been a really, it's been a great conversation. I really appreciate the questions that came in on instant feedback, too. You know, and I just hope that as time goes on, we'll talk to each other more and we'll learn to respect, respect each other more. And I think that's the basis of a, of a civil society, which is what we all really want.
1: Oh, it's amazing. I want to thank you for joining us. And, and I shout-out to all of you out there as well. And I want to really encourage all of you to get a copy of this book. Um, this book is for all of us to educate, to inform, and to be able to, you know, support each other in the most loving and respectful way we can. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Thank you so much.
1: And I and I wanted to say to you, if you've missed any part of this, there are a couple of ways you're going to be able to get familiar with it. You can uh, listen to the show replay tonight at uh, eight o'clock. Or you can uh, listen and download the uh, the archive in iTunes, subscribe, and so forth. Thank you all for tuning us uh, in and turning us on. We will see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show.
0: Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.